Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Darren Williams from Optimum Optimum Pro-Am Sports out of Houston, Texas. What's going on, Darren? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I'm excited to have you on, and I appreciate you giving you know, some of your time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, but yeah, let's not waste any time here. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to get started with owning your own fitness facility? Well, my journey to Wham now is a, a kind of inter- interesting one. It um, wasn't started like some people uh, who wanted to have a, uh, a gym, be a gym owner, be in fitness training. Mine came out of a, um, uh, I guess you'd say, uh, um, not being successful in one thing and having to pivot and do something else. And by that, I mean that I wanted to be this great elite athlete. I wanted to you know, conquer the world sports uh, wise. And so as a process of that, I work with a lot of personal trainers. I work with a lot of strength coaches. I tried any and everything to become a better athlete. And at the end of the day, I was, when the dust settled, I found that I was a, a good athlete, a decent athlete, but not that great elite athlete I wanted. So I knew on one hand that I had amassed a lot of information about uh, training, uh, what makes athletes better, what worked, what didn't work. And I um, knew that, for instance, I knew that if you uh, were to do uh, full squats, full barbell uh, squats, that that translated into you running faster. Now, I didn't know the science behind it. I didn't know the biomechanics behind it, but I knew it worked. I knew what worked and what didn't work because I was a human, <clears throat> human guinea pig. So I decided I can either sit uh, around and feel sorry for myself because I'm not this great uh, athlete I wanted to be, or I could take all this knowledge that I have, get some formal training to go with it, understand why these things are working, understand the science behind it, and turn it into a product that maybe I'd be able to help people, especially uh, those people who uh, did have an, uh, an opportunity to become a better athlete. So that's what led me to um, to um, where I am today. Uh, it's been a, you know, a, um, a work in progress, it still is. Uh, I don't like to say that, you know, I've uh, made it this far, I know everything. I'm always trying to learn, I'm always trying to get better. I'm always trying to share knowledge with, uh, with other people. Uh, so that's what uh, basically got me here. Yeah, awesome. And I think a common story for a lot of people who grow up um, as an athlete, me included, you know, you have these big dreams, um, you know, of, of being a professional athlete, of, you know, dominating in the sports world. And, you know, sometimes things don't really work out the way you want it to. And then you're kind of left there like, okay, what do I do next? Um, So that's awesome that you were able to take your past experience from athletics. And now you're able to to train people, change people's lives, um, train athletes as well. Um, Cool. But I would love for you to give the listeners your own elevator pitch of Optimum Pro-Am Sports and the services that you guys offer. Certainly. Uh, Optimum Pro-Am Sports is a very unique gym. The training is all done uh, one-on-one. Uh, I do 
all the work. The programs are designed for the individual. No two programs are the same. We have programs for uh, elite level athletes. We also have programs for people who are just wanting to improve their quality of life. Uh, the doors of Optimum Program Sports are open. They're welcome to anyone who wants to come in, wants to do the work, and wants to uh, help themselves. It's a, a friendly, um, hardworking environment, a uh, good place to work out, well-equipped, and uh, it's a lot of fun. We do a lot of good work here. Cool, cool. Are you the only trainer by chance? Do you have any other trainers hired to your team, or is that something that you take part in on the day-to-day? -day? It's well, something I take part in on the day-to-day. -day. Occasionally, uh, like during summer when college students out, there's some students that will need to fill an academic requirement. They'll need so many contact hours, yeah. and I'll bring them in as interns and let them work so they'll get some hands-on experience working with clientele, working with uh, athletes, working with a broad spectrum of people, something that they can carry back to them when they, you know, uh, go back to their universities. Right, right. Okay, so you're offering, you know, mostly private training. You also train athletes. Um, that leads me to my next question about how many members are you currently serving right now? Uh, approximately 40 right now. 40 members. Okay, so you're sitting at about 40 members. Um, I do always like to ask, is that a number that you guys want to stop at or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces? Um, actually, a little of both. Where we are uh, right now is a good uh, uh, working uh, number. Um, there are some hours left that I can fill. So I'm looking at that, especially with the summer with a lot of people uh, having more availability to do some things now. So maybe not hitting the gas but just kind of pressing us <laughs> pressing on it a little bit right right and you do have a good size facility i think for the statistic is for every what thousand square foot of workout space you could have about a hundred members um yeah. so, so definitely some room to grow do you guys pay do you have your members pay um you know per month or is it more so class packs uh no everybody uh pays what we have a um it's set up you pay uh, for you buy training sessions, you buy a block of training okay. sessions, and the training sessions are uh, 12, 24, and 36. Okay. Uh, so uh, those training sessions, uh, they don't expire. They don't have a shelf life. When you purchase 12 sessions, they're your 12 sessions until you, know, you complete them. Now, ideally, we'd like you to complete, complete them um, as, um, what's the word? like you to complete them Within a two months, you know, at the yes, most, right? Much up there. But what happens is that sometimes people will, uh, like some of my college students, they'll get a, a block training sessions or train during the summer, and then it's time for them to go back to, you know, their university. And they'll come back during the break, and they'll still have the remaining of those sessions there. We'll pick up where we left off at. Yeah. Do you like that, that model? Because I've, I've talked to a lot of personal trainers. I was actually talking to one yesterday who pretty much preached that, one of the biggest mistakes that he made was not putting a two month expiration date on, on the packs. Cause, cause then, you know, it almost incentivize your members to not show up if there's no expiration date. Right. It really weird too. Cause the second you do put the expiration date, all of a sudden, you know, your members are taking their workouts more seriously. They're showing up um, on time more consistently. Um, is that something that you've noticed as well, or does that model work well for you? No, this model has worked well for me. Uh, my members and the people that I train, they're always really anxious to get into the gym. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a problem with anyone saying, well, I know I've got these sessions. I'll take my time about using them uh, right. because they want the results. You know, 
that's their um, their goal. They've got um, uh, something that's driving them to be here. They want to reach a, a certain goal, so they understand, and I'm able to um, emphasize to them that here's where you are, here's where you want to be. We're going to need consistency in training. Uh, so with that being said, I, I haven't had a problem with that, but I can see how that would uh, be a problem in, in maybe some instances, but it hadn't been the case here. Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, you know, at least for you that, you know, doesn't affect too much, because I know just thinking based off what I would think, you know, it, it would be a pain almost to, to sell like a 12 class pack and have someone, you know, hold it for six months, um, and not show up and get get use out of, you know, the classes that they paid for. Um, yes. And I know you do want to see a little bit of growth at some point, you do want to have uh, some more members coming in. Uh, what are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Or just in general, what do you really do to to get new members in, the, in through the door? Uh, a lot of what uh, uh, is happening right now is uh, pretty much word of mouth. Uh, I'm getting a lot of referrals. I operate a lot of referrals. Uh, we also have a website. Uh, we also are on um, uh, social media. We use. I'm starting to use that a little little bit more now, but primarily it's been uh, word of mouth. Uh, it's been people seeing results and getting results they want and telling their friends and telling uh, you know other other parents that, hey, my son is training here. He's got these results. My daughter's training here. She's now doing this. And we've got some really exceptional young athletes out there that are really talented uh, in the uh, high school and college, uh, college ranks. And so the work, the product we're putting out there really speaks for itself really well. And that's our best form of advertisement. Yeah, definitely. I mean, word of mouth is really, you know, super important to build that baseline of membership that you have that steady base. Um, and it also shows proof of product, right? Proof of value that everything that, that you're doing for your members, it's not only working, it's changing their lives for the fact that they're willing to invite friends, family to come to your facility. Um, the, the one bad thing I would say about word of mouth is that it's really hard to make a game plan of growth based off that, right? So, so let's say last month you were able to get five new clients through word of mouth. You can't really look at the next three months coming ahead and, and plan for the same consistency and growth. Um, have you ever tried anything? Like, do you do any type of, um, are you on social media? Do you do any type of paid advertising like Facebook ads, Instagram ads? Um, no, I've never done any uh, any paid advertising whatsoever. But I am on uh, Instagram and on uh, and on Facebook. And it, you're right; it is difficult to say that uh, I've got five people this month from uh, word of mouth. And let me see if I can use that same um, uh, gauge from next month. It makes it really difficult. But yeah. uh, I've just been fortunate to have, um, like I said, a waiting uh, list. Now, people that are on standby waiting for something to open up. So I hadn't had to go out and aggressively um, look at uh, bringing in new clientele. And it's, right. it's something I'm sure I know it's pretty rare in, in the industry because I've spoken with other gym owners who say, you know, I have to advertise. I have to do this, have to do that. But right. I'm uh, a small shop. Uh, I'm doing all the work. It's me all the time. So I'm also limited uh, by the amount of hours that uh, I have to work. So. I hadn't yeah. really had to go out, you know, and aggressively bring a lot of people in because that would be kind of counterproductive what I'm doing because I don't have the staffing to, uh, you know, to do that. Now, I'm sure that if I uh, were to decide that, yes, I'd like to grow the um, business, I'd like to double it, and I'd like to bring someone in, then, yeah, taking um, 
uh, some uh, ads out, some paid advertisement, they would be a worthwhile thing. Yeah, def definitely a game changer. I mean, paid advertising, digital marketing, Facebook ads especially, um, is the number one way to, to get cheap leads, right? Um, or, or the number one, the cheapest way to get leads compared to all platforms, including word of mouth. I mean, it has been a game changer, you know, the, these ads that you could run, you could run them up for, you could use the, the ad copy for up to a year and a half, two years. So as soon as you figure out your marketing angle, you know, the, the target um, demographic that you're trying to reach, the people you want to bring into your gym, it's really like turning a button on and off and, you know, putting some money into ads and being able to yes. get leads on a consistent basis. Um, and is it within your goals to, to grow and expand you know, the way you spoke about right now and, and maybe getting more staff, maybe um, increasing membership or, or are you comfortable with, you know, where you're at right now? Uh, I'm basically pretty comfortable where I'm right now, but definitely not um, uh, closing the book on uh, uh, growing the business, hiring some new people, hiring some people, getting some people in here that can handle some of the training load. That's definitely something that's on the table and uh, something yeah. to look into. And I'm sure it's a, it's a lot on you, right? To I mean, to be training full time um, and having a focus on the business side of things as well. I'm sure it gets like construed, you know, the, the it gets difficult to, like you said, focus on that business side, focus on tactics to bring members in, tracking yeah. numbers when you're training, you know, day to day. Yes, it is. It does get really challenging. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what would you say? Or let's see, a question that I do like to ask here, just because just so I could get, you know, a, be a better idea of where you've been at your past 20, 25 years as a gym owner. Um, but what was something that that's more difficult than you than you thought when it came to running your business? One of the most uh, challenging things uh, was, and of course, was everybody was um, the uh, pandemic yeah. uh, that made things very, very difficult. And I had to try to shift and try to adjust uh, so I could work with uh, some of the, the clients that were willing to work with me. And we did a lot of things on Zoom. Uh, Zoom was really the only uh, outlet that I had. And I saw, you know, like everyone else, a big slash in, uh, you know, in revenue. The gym yeah. was closed and sitting uh, idly. There wasn't, um, you know, any opportunity to get into the facility and train people. Didn't really have the, um, the equipment or the uh, the time and means to go to people individually because that just wouldn't have been cost effective and and it was still a dangerous time out there uh, you know making contact with people with you no know, social distancing thing going on so that was um, that was really uh, really challenging definitely and, and if you could let's say wave a magic wand here a magic business wand and have your business be in the exact position that you want it. Um, what would that really look like to you, like the perfect business in your eyes? Uh, the perfect business in my eyes, I think, would be um, one where we had um, not a little more space, but a little more uh, uh, specialized equipment so we could work with uh, some different um, uh, different populations like the uh, the older population I'm starting to, uh, to work with and expand and work with now. There's some equipment that I would like uh, for them that uh, we don't have not just being uh, pretty much a sports performance uh, gym, um, working with uh, a lot of athletics and a lot of younger people. The goal uh, would be to have a facility that's um, 
fitting for uh, for more people, something that's um, a little better equipped, a little uh, better staffed, actually, uh, maybe with two or three other uh, people working with me and someone to say their uh, designate to work with this population, this person to work with this population, and me having uh, more of a um, an overseeing type role or uh, yeah. more of a management type role. Yeah, I mean, I think that's most business owners goal, right, to eventually get to a point of freedom, or at least a point to where you could take a week or two off and not feel like, you know, everything's going to melt down while you're gone. Um, right. What do you think you have to what are what are like the steps that you think you have to take in order to get to that point, right? Because obviously, you know, it, it turns into a lot. And it's really easy to get stuck into this day to day of training people and, and makes it difficult to grow in the direction that that you want to want to. So so what do you think is like that first step that you need to take in order to be able to free up your time to be able to hire more staff, uh, maybe get some better equipment? Um, one of the, the main things is going to be uh, finding the right uh, personnel fit, mm -hmm. uh, getting them in and trained. Uh, next would be uh, some expansion, some uh, equipment. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, after having the staffing would be finding a way to uh, bring people into the gym, people who would be there to um, take part in these services that are, that are being offered, to uh, bring people in to um, see what we have to offer, to see how it works for them, how it helps uh, and how it fit into their lifestyle. So advertisement and staffing, um, maybe some uh, addition of equipment, things of that nature. Right, right. And, and no, I, I agree. And it's definitely, you know, difficult to find trainers that share the same mindset, that share the same views that you have towards your business, care about your members the way you have. And, and I've heard a lot of, spoken with a lot of gym owners who just don't want to put the time into training people or training staff to, to train their members so that they could free up their time. And it just kind of confuses me sometimes, right? Because they'd rather, you know, train all day for eight to 10 hours a day rather than train a, a staff member that could potentially take their spot to free up their time so that could, they could get things moving. Um, no, but, but good idea, good way to, it is like a pendulum, right? So at one point you might have too many members, not enough trainers, and then all of a sudden it flips. You might have too many trainers, not enough members. So finding that like equal balance and having, you know, a game plan for when you do um, end up hiring someone and could see that consistent growth is important as well. Um, but cool, cool. So I wanted to touch just a little bit on the types of services that you offer. I know you mentioned a little bit your interest in maybe adding some different types of services for your members, um, different ways to ascend your clients to maybe higher levels of service. Um, yes. Do you do anything like nutrition, accountability, supplements? Uh, nutrition, yes, I, I do uh, a lot of uh, nutritional programming for uh, athletes and some of my um, uh, uh, non-competitive clients. Uh, supplements, no, I, I haven't done anything supplement-wise as far as um, carrying a line of supplements or endorsing a line of supplements. Mm -hmm. um, but the services that we do offer are um, really unique to the individual. Uh, we'll have an individual you know, come in for an assessment, we'll do an assessment, we'll find out what their goals are, what they're looking for out of a training program, and we'll um, 
have a program designed to, you know, to fit those uh, fit those needs. Awesome. So almost like a fully tailored program for your members. Yes. Cool. Cool. And, and yeah, you know, offering things like nutrition, accountability, even supplements, right? When you think about it, at least 20 to 30% of your members, especially your athletes are buying something like a protein, a BCA, um, maybe a pre-workout um, outside of your facility, e even, you know, nutrition and accountability. This is something that a lot of people um, like to have these days. They like having that nutrition part automated for them. So if you could offer it inside of your facility, not only does it make them more valuable to you in the form of being able to make more money, charge for more services, but it makes you more valuable to them, makes yourself more of a one-stop shop, so to speak, um, you know, allows them to, to get more services, get everything through you. Um, but yeah, really smart. I mean, I, I've heard, I've talked to some, I've actually spoken with a lot of athletic facilities based out of Texas. That, that's where they're all, they, it seems they they seem to all be out of Texas for some reason. I know that's where all the good athletes are coming out of. Um, <laughs> We're producing them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely no. But um, I've heard of, of some gyms who who include supplements within their like sales process. You know, so when you first um, you know sign someone up for a membership, um, at the end you provide the supplements that go along with the workout or the transformation play. Um, have you ever done anything like that? Like you know, six week transformations or transformation activities just to keep your members more like involved with um, everything they have going on? Oh, definitely. We've uh, uh, done programs like that where uh, we've done, you know, of course we do we have a, a videographer we've done before and after um, uh, pictures. We've done the training process, seeing how well their form and technique gets better, uh, keeping track of the amount of inches they're losing. Um, just charting their progress and seeing, you know, how much we can uh, cover in a, uh, a certain period of time. And back to what you're saying about the um, offering the nutrition and thing that that would be one of the things that uh, when I looked at expansion that I would look at someone I mentioned getting people in who could work in a specific area. I'd like to uh, if I was going to do yeah, get nutrition that would, uh, would handle that you know that area uh, of the um, of the facility. Right, right. I mean, these days. You know, I mean, I could go back to the same thing, at least 20 to 30 percent of your members have, you know, an excess amount of money that they'd like to spend on higher levels of service. Right. Like people are going out to, to get these acupuncture therapies, these chiropractor um, workouts, massage therapists, nutritionists. Um, so so like I said, you know, if you could offer insight, it just makes a benefit for you, allows you to make more money as well, uh, makes you more valuable by the services that you're able to provide and make sure you're able to stand out compared to, you know, all these other personal training studios, these big box studios yes. that really just price gouge in order to get members in. Um, you know, the way I like to say more boutique facilities stay out is by charging more and providing more value to your members, right? Not by cutting prices and getting rid of, you know, services to offer. Right. Um, well, awesome. So we know what you want for your business now, right, Darren? We know you have a passion for your members, for your athletes, for changing lives, helping people, um, old, older people with, with a lot of bodily function issues like knee pain, elbow pain, the list could go on. Um, but what is it that you want from your business? What's like that big picture for you, that why? What do you want it to give back to you? Um, I guess what I wanted to give back to me is just seeing uh, how successful 
the training programs are working for people. I want to see uh, that what I put into the business uh, is going is is worth the effort and time I put into it. Of course, you know, you, if you're not in business to make money, then I don't know what you're in business for. Right. So, of course, I like to see some uh, some financial gain uh, from that. I like to see it um, to the point of where I can take more of a managerial role, uh, more of a supervisory role. Um, but I'd like for, to see the business just to be a successful business, something that is out there where people know that, hey, if I see Optimum Program Sports, I can go there. I'm going to be taken care of. The programs are going to be uh, something geared towards me. I'm going to get the work I need. I'm going to get the attention I need. I'm not going to be just pushing in the corner and say, hey, here's some dumbbells. Knock yourself out. I'll come back and check on you <laughs> uh, later on. I want it to be something that's, uh, it, that has a really um, a good case in people's mouths when they say the name of that company. Awesome, Darren. Awesome. And I think that's a pretty good place to start to wrap things up on this episode. But before we do sign out of here, please give a shout out to your website, your social media pages, um, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Definitely. OptimumProamSports.com. That's the uh, website. You can get a lot of information on the different types of programs we provide, the services we provide. Um, also on Instagram, Optimum Pro-Am Sports, as well as on, uh, on Facebook, Optimum Pro-Am Sports. Uh, you can uh, learn about the services we provide, the, uh, not only just the basic training services, but things like body tempering, which is uh, something that's new that we're offering to uh, our members. Uh, it's a uh, great source of information. So uh, yeah, check it out. Yes, you guys, Darren Williams from Optimum Pro-Am Sports out of Houston, Texas. Make sure you guys check them out. Check out their website, their social media pages. Um, and I absolutely appreciate you once again, Darren. Um, I look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down the road. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Molly Piercy from Finish Strong Training and Boot Camp down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Molly, how are we doing? We're doing great. Love it's it. a warm, rainy day here in Myrtle Beach. Oh man, yeah, I love Myrtle Beach. So beach, little, uh, it does get pretty hot though. Like coming it does. Probably already is hot, yeah. I'm in cold, rainy Connecticut, so it's not, uh, not much better. We need some more sun here. Anyway, so... Finish Strong Training Boot Camp, Myrtle Beach. Been open 12, 13 years now, which is awesome. So congrats on that. First of all, yeah. no small feat in this fitness space, especially with the last couple of years, you know, of uh, of the C word, so to speak. We don't want to talk about that anymore <laughs> on here. So uh, let's let's go back in time, 2009, 2010, Molly. What was your like, we'll say, original goal? I'm sure it's probably changed over the course of of the time of history here. 
of why you decided to open this business, like, uh, and open this gym, you know, from a business and personal perspective? Um, from a business perspective, I was personal training and I realized, you know, I can make more money in my time by doing group training. So yeah. that um, was my definite original yeah. like striving goal. And then personally, I've always loved health and wellness. So doing finally doing something that I loved. I had worked in many industries yeah. before and then like thinking about what do I really want to do for the next, you know, 10, 20 years. It just kind of the two married each other perfectly. Beautiful answer. Perfect. So like to uh, basically do something, make money and doing something we love, I think is one of the most addictive things we right. can, we can do. Right. And it's like, hopefully I think should be everybody's kind of goal and uh, career they can follow, which would be great. So yeah, I love that. And we get to help other people in the meantime, which is even better. So finish strong. I know you started, um, tell us how you started, like for as far as how the business location wise and yeah. how it's grown to where you are now from like the real estate side of things. Right. Well, I started um, by just doing group training out of the back of my car. I put all of the equipment in my car and it started by word of mouth. So I would have one, two, three, they bring friends. I kind of um, ask people like what time of day works best. And, yeah. you know, that's how my five o'clock was born. Hey, if, if you could run a five o'clock, I could get eight people here. All right, done, run a five. And then I just kind of like manipulated times over that course out of the back of my car. And yeah. then I just ended up running like a boot camp six days a week, bringing yeah. all the equipment and then just built on referral basis. I did yeah. not do one lick of advertising, not one. It was solely referral because one, I didn't want to spend the money on it. Two, I didn't know exactly how this is going to all play out. And also I just didn't have enough equipment for all of the people that started coming. And then um, once I hit a threshold, I what was happening because uh, it was all outside, I'd lose people in January and February because it was cold. So um, when I said I hit 50 members, I was going to look for a space and yeah. I, I found like a small, like 1500 square foot, just, you know, your typical box. Yeah. And yeah. Um, then I just, you know, it was very risky because the sure. amount of members that I had was just paying and covering that cost that I was taking on. But I knew if I had a space I could grow. And I already had a foundation. I think at the time when I actually opened the doors of like, I remember it because trust me, I was like counting every 60 oh, yeah. numbers at the time. Nice. So I knew like, okay, I can yeah. do this Six. and yeah. that, and then we've grown since then. So we've moved into a 5,000 square yeah. foot. That's awesome. So you had 62 members. You got them basically outside in the boot camp, which is incredible. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like you said, back in those days, 2009, 10, I mean, Facebook wasn't super big, you know, this, this guy here wasn't crazy, right? His phone, right. Instagram, I don't think was a thing. So yeah, marketing was way different back then for, for our industry. It's obviously changed tremendously over the past 10, 12 years. So yeah, really cool to hear. And I love you started small, right? And kind of led with revenue and went to a smaller space and off to this big 5,000 square foot space. With this current space, Molly, when you, when you decided to move to this, where's your mindset? Was it on like, hey, capacity, we can get X number of people in here. Was it a good fit for your model? Was it from like, hey, we can grow and we don't have to ever have to move again, hopefully? No, um, I think my mindset was more like, yes, we needed more space because I needed different equipment at the time. Yeah. So yeah. if you can think I was very basic and then moving into the 1500, again, just like kind of basic. And I knew I wanted to get racks and, you know, I wanted to get turf. And so yeah. I needed a space to accommodate that. Right. So I had actually talked to another trainer in town and his business model was completely different. And yeah. 
he wanted to like do all of these things and put all of this money in. And I was just like, you know what? That's, I know from experience, like that is yeah. not going to work. Like right. if you build it, they will come mentality. Like that doesn't work. And if anybody tells you it does, like they have no idea what they're doing. Not anymore. So I, and yeah. I kind of was like, no, we're not doing this. Um, right. And then, um, like I said, I found the spot and slowly bought the stuff over a year. I yep. did have to renovate the spot and I took out a loan of $65,000 to yep. upfit it. And with yep. that, I negotiated rent. So my price per square foot on rent was like, it's so low here now. Nice. And the loans have been paid off. Yep. Um, it does go up every year, but um, that was the way that like when I did it, economies of scale, like looking at it, that was the yep. best way for yep. me. So sure. um Yes, I paid off the loan now, and now I still have a relatively low rent, which makes me not want to move this spot again. No, yeah, all over again. Yeah, we're, no, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, awesome on your side thinking about that stuff because yeah, we obviously want to keep expenses like as low as possible, right? So we right. can have uh, as much profit. And uh, yeah, sometimes maybe the biggest expense is usually is, is that rent or or yeah. the mortgage, right? So like yeah, having that rent as low as possible is huge. And right now the real estate market, I'm sure where I am, it's crazy. I'm sure where you are, it's supplies low. Like if I wanted to open the gym here where I live, you literally could not do it. Cause there's no, there are literally no buildings to put a gym type thing. Cause we need so many, we need so many things, right? Parking, like we said, high ceilings, maybe a garage door. Uh, we need a landlord who says, yeah, a gym can go here, you know, and right. they don't. I know, right? that's half the battle, right? Yeah, that's crazy. So, so many little things in like the real estate and fitness. So yeah, really cool. You have all that positive stuff going on and uh, I'm always like only move if you have to you know like I moved my gym seven times in nine years which is insane so like crazy. don't do it yeah, don't do it <laughs> but uh all right beautiful so let's dive into uh, finish strong you know present day we talked about how you did market your services before we talk about that just break down like your model and your services right now that you have there at finish strong Molly so we have all trainer-led HIT classes pretty much all day. We offer six class, five to six classes a day. Um, we do have some specialty classes. Um, we run a big, uh, it's 60 and older class three times a week. That's a HIT and that's nice. a great revenue yeah. um, income for us because there isn't any other place really focusing on that. Right. And being in this town, Myrtle Beach especially, there are so many people retiring and anywhere. That should be true anywhere. Those baby boomers are retiring. And the number one thing is they don't want to work out beside a 20 year old. So we have that class for them. And then we also offer bar classes and that's for people that would definitely not like our group training. They're two totally de different yeah, yeah. demographics and we have a powerlifting team. Um, and then we do PT also. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. That 16 over class. And like I said, the market matters, right? You're in Myrtle beach. Yeah. A lot of retirees. Right. That group of people is uh, a, a huge group, first of all, and they usually, and they have a lot of money, right? Which is, which right. is good. Exactly. Which, which we need for, for personal training. So with all those different programs and services you have, is there like an ideal client that you try to market to? Or is it kind of mixed depending on what, what service you're going? I would say, I know there's not like a niche client that yeah. I have yeah. in mind. Um, yeah. Definitely. Because what we do is we offer like kids programs to the yeah. parents. And I mean, at all of our classes, we have completely different demographics of right. time. So okay. like we have all of the working, a lot of like the working moms come at five yeah. and then most of the men come at six. Like it just depends on, it's just like completely different. I think our youngest mm -hmm. member is probably 14 and then our oldest is 80. So yeah. it's, wow. I mean, anyone, 
is yeah. welcome here. Anyone who wants to pay, Great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's our mentality. So, and when we, when people come in, um, it's super important that they understand that, like, that's the most important thing yeah. for us that they understand this is for all levels and for anyone. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, all-inclusive place, which is great. And fitness should be for everybody, right? We're not like doing, a, we're not doing a specialized niche, like bodybuilding only program. It's, right, it's exactly. a little bit for everybody, which is awesome. So with that being said, and with you being open now 12 plus years, like we said, marketing's changed a lot. I know you have a good amount of members. What do you, what's your philosophy right now and approach to this marketing, your business and your services? Well, it's, that's so hard. Um, yeah question because I try to do many different things yeah and um our demographic here I would say isn't interested in like referrals like they bring someone in they get money I've tried that a hundred times they're just yeah. not interested okay. um in that but I would say for me it's just like lead generation like yeah. getting like someone into the door whether it's a referral or google or they find us on mind body like any way is just nurturing that yeah. and we yeah. have like a little system that we use for that nice. I, I refuse to harass people like and call them all the time i will never do that right. ever if it, i um honestly like get a lot of people in because we don't have contracts so we go month to month and we right. don't put anyone stuck in something because if they don't want to be here i don't want them to give us a bad name either um so we have many different like price points that they can come in at too we have trials and those are the things that i try to do with the people that walk through the door i spend yeah. my time and money with those sort of ideas rather than facebook ads they work okay for recognition i don't get a whole lot of like i want to sign up you know it's just yeah. you know staying in front of people and instagram yeah. too but um it's just getting them in the door through referrals is okay. the number one. It's been the best so far. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, obviously, word of mouth is a huge part of our industry, right? Probably more than most. And what I've seen is like about 50% of people that come in are from that word of mouth. Uh, For sure. Tactic, which, is, which is awesome, right? And uh, I like how you systematize it with, you know, adding some incentives with the, with the referral piece, even though it's not a huge thing for you. But as if we can systematize word of mouth even better, I think it can be even a better resource for marketing. And then you brought up the lead generation on Facebook, Instagram, which actually now, like I know like during this course is 12 years, it's changed so much, like pay a cost per lead. Like back in the day, um, you could make a post and like pay five bucks and get a right, good so lead, much. Right? right. Or like you, like, I know I used Groupon many times and I know some people are against that, but we had pretty good success using that Groupon thing. You know, mm -hmm. I members that joined or stayed for years and years and years. And, um, but even nowadays, well, the, the Facebook and Instagram lead cost is back down to kind of where it was that 2010. So uh, for us in the fitness world, I think it's another good, obviously, like you said, a good resource that we can use with everything else, you know, for sure. So with that being said, I know you have a pretty high amount of members now. Where is your, where is your mindset towards growth? Is it uh, with more people or is it upping kind of average revenue per person or, retention because you know definitely always new people coming yeah. in like i sure. always because there's a cycle you know there's yeah. the members that have literally been here for the whole time yeah i bet yeah <laughs> i know and then there's people that just kind of cycle in and out and um yeah i think like trying right now my current goal is getting more um 20s in here 20s and yeah. 30s yeah. because um are i guess they just kind of like follow you like you know yeah. i'm 
40. So like a lot of our members are like 35 to 45, like me, you know what I mean? So, it's so um, true. It's so weird. It's a phenomenon I, in this industry. Yeah. So it's like, now, like I told you, I have a partner that I just brought on and yes. he's 30 and okay. a male. So yeah. like, hopefully, you know, he's attracting yeah. a different demographic to come also. So that's just yeah. always just trying to yeah. get more members of different. And yeah, people. for sure. It is so funny in our industry. I mean, it's so true. Like the leadership kind of attracts what the membership base is. I'm sure 10 years ago, it was a different kind of Right. And they've all gotten older with me. Right? Yeah. It's so it's something, there's definitely something there to it. I don't have any data on that. Yeah. I, I had the same way. I was like, you know, when I first opened a gym, I was yeah, like 25, like, you know, you get like, uh, my business partner was basically the same age and uh, yeah, a super young, crazy fraternity, sorority type, ridiculous right. vibe. And uh, it just changes over time. Yeah. And you see people that are in their fifties and sixties with gyms and that's who they attract. So it's, right. yeah, there's definitely something there to that. So I'm sure with, um with the revenue share piece let's talk about that too with the with your kind of partner you're just taking on i think this is like a really cool thing to highlight uh, molly that i appreciate a lot because we've you know we've been on the trainer side of things too you, know, you and i and it's hard right so like tell us what you did what you've done now with with this trainer who works with you yeah. as an out partner right how that came about every trainer that i have like the longer they stay with me the more benefits they get um yeah. every year like we look at it at the year mark at the year mark yeah. and yeah. whether it's a pay increase or i have many different things that i've given them right. many right. so this particular trainer had been on with me for 5 6 years and he is a fabulous trainer amazing right. he probably knows more than i do about training and um he i just wanted to like make sure like he was happy here right. and I've given him a lot of benefits, but I knew he was wanting to grow also. Right. And I mean, that was me, you know, when I was, he's yeah. 10 younger than me. So um, I just brought him on as a 25% partner and he didn't wow. have to pay for anything, but really just time. So sure. we're looked at as equals in the business and, yeah. um, no, like we make decisions. I treat him like he's 50, 50, even yeah. though, you know, technically he's not, but the way everybody views him also is the same 50 50 and yep. Jason brought on and now he's a partner and, yep. um, and it's been amazing. It's probably like one of the best things that I've done yep. a best, a good decision that I've made. Too. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And yeah. Like to give him equity too in the business is huge. And I, obviously he has more buy-in you guys are partners now, which is great, especially with somebody really good. Cause I get uh, yeah. gym owners all over the country. It's hard to find people now. hard to hire good trainers. So if you have one, like, and you want to keep right. that person and avoid them from, we'll say, opening their own space. I had that happen to me four times. Like, yeah. this is a great way to do it. And uh, yeah, I think it just shows your obvious experience as a business owner and kind of where your values are. So I think that's awesome. And I, for the listeners, I hope more people do that for for your good coaches, obviously. It's you know? super important. Like yeah. all of my yeah. trainers have been with me 12, 10, 9, 9, 8 years, wow. like a long wow. time. Yeah. Just because like I um, treat them better than I think that they want to be treated. Right, right. Like, so you could say that's like yeah. what I really try to do. Right. Like go over the top all the time. Which is awesome. Them. Yeah. When without that team in place, we can never scale to like the levels we want to get to. So, right. Really cool. Back to your members, uh, Molly, with your members now, are they, do they spend money with you on anything on top of the regular like group training membership? Right. How does that, so essentially? Um, 
Yeah, we sell merchandise, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do something different though with our merchandise. Um, I've learned in the past that I'm not keeping like a ton of merchandise here. Yeah. I hate doing that. And yeah. once a shirt is like older, nobody wants it. So they say, I do all pre-order and then yeah. I order um, three extra of each size. That's it. For every single thing, I post it and I'm like, we're ordering this. You have two days, order. Right. And that's right. it. Like I'm not blind yeah. ordering. I've gotten screwed so many times doing oh, yeah. that. Oh, over yeah. and over and over so they can buy stuff and we have stuff like every right. two months come out hats we had sun shirts uv sun shirts and hats recently and we'll have tanks and t-shirts yeah. i mean anything you can think of i'll sell it and they all buy um and then we also do a ton of challenges four times a year nice. um that's a really good revenue maker yeah. Yeah. um like all kinds of challenges, workout challenges, health challenges. Yep, yep. And then of course, like the typical waters and food. And sure. I don't um, do supplements. Here okay. Here. Okay. Yeah. No, I love those other streams for sure. Like the uh, challenge, everybody loves to challenge something with a defined end. Really good. I like what we did. It's like a competition, same idea, something to train for. Right. And um, right. yeah, I think that's awesome. Merchandise. Yeah. Back in the day, we used to buy thousands of shirts up front dollars and be like, <laughs> there for 10 years like that's right. still here. now it's like now it's a vintage shirt you know but uh yeah so the, kind of the pre-order thing is obviously great and it can be a good revenue stream right for doing them every great. couple months definitely oh, great. you can't yeah, yeah it it that, you sure. guys have a cool name which is awesome finish strong you know it's you can do a lot of cool i'm sure a lot of cool different themed shirts and oh gear, yeah we do that's awesome yeah yeah and it's again it's a, another good lead generator free almost free marketing type of thing so to speak so with all that, we got clients in the door. We have multiple services here. Been doing this for a while. How are you best able to keep your members happy, engaged, and coming back for as long as possible? I've done so many things. Um, I like we have member week every week, and that is so yeah. important. And I just go like beyond above and beyond. Like I write every single member a personal note. One year I pasted them all over on huge construction. Wow. Every member, something about them. Wow. Um, yeah. I've taken t-shirts, hand-delivered shirts to all of their houses, and I've mailed them gifts. Um, yeah. We have constant like happy hours where we pay for all the food, and then everyone's on their drinks at least once every other month. Um, I just try to do, I have giveaways at the gym all the time. Like something simple is like, I'll buy a hundred oranges and have them out free oranges today. Like I just do stuff like that constant sure, sure. where I pour. I think that's where I pour like a lot of my marketing money into is sure. into them and retention. Sure, sure. So um, it's a constant, like, what are we doing? Actually, like on our macro calendar for the year, it's like, what are we doing for the members this month? This month, this right. month. It's yeah. like at the top Yep. And it could be anything like we have like a body fat machine, like, oh, all members this month get free body fat that would normally be $15 or just anything and everything. Like we decided to give all our members free waters and like free. I mean, if you can think of it, I probably have tried it or done it. Um, and then I always have a policy, like a member invites me or asks me to do something. Yeah. It's a always yes policy. Like, even right. if I don't want to do it, you, I feel like the most important thing, like they build relations with people and they for like sure. love you is always showing up for them outside of the gym too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Big part outside of the gym, outside mm -hmm. of the gym too. And the cadence you have to it is awesome. I think, and I'm sure it'll, People appreciate that. They know it's real. They know it's authentic. And, and they yeah. will stay longer because of that stuff for sure. Even just us, us as owners having it planned out is 
and not just kind of doing it like on fate and randomly. Right. I think it's massively important, right? So yeah, uh, those are all great things. With that communication piece, Molly, are there, have you added like a technology side to it, like texting or Facebook group or anything like that? Oh, I always think of things that annoy me and then I don't do it. I'm serious. Like I told you contracts annoy me, so I'm not going to have anyone sign up for like a six month contract. Um, The text thing just totally annoys me. Do you know how many like texts we get all the time from all these companies? Like the last thing I want to do is annoy my members or have one other thing. So I don't do that. I like think like, how does this make me feel? Sure. I don't, but I do send emails because I mean, everyone's going to check or um, like, you know, not even a lot, probably like once a month to my email list too. Yeah. These are people that are also non-members, just to stay in front of them. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another good way to stay in touch with people and maybe get them back down the road, you know? So very mm-hmm. cool. With all that being said, Molly, finish strong. You've been doing this now 12 years, right? What's, what's your main focus now going forward here for the next like six to 12 months? you know, from a growth perspective with your business. Right. We talked about the younger members. So um, that is like a constant like drive for me. So, um, I mean, I just contacted the SWAT team and they're all going to come in here and do a free workout. And um, then we're going to do a charity workout, something for them. And then I'm going to give them all a 45 day free membership. And that SWAT team is 20 to 35 year old males. Exactly. You know, so like I have things that I'm doing to put that in place um, to hit that uh, different demographic for sure. So I would say that's in my six month plan. Sure. It's on the top of like, what am I doing to get toward this on my brainstorming sessions? I love it. Yeah. A great plan. And what is, what is your big picture? Last question, big picture goal here for you personally, like um, what would be like the perfect day for you? Uh, is it being in the gym all day? Is it being out of the gym, working on the business? Well, on it's great. I have a great schedule now. Like okay. I can come in, I teach one, pretty much one day a week and I like to oh, teach all the classes. So I see them. Yeah. And yeah. Then other than that, I um, just work on the business awesome. and I can be done. I'm pretty much done by noon. Beautiful. Every day. Um, okay. I'll teach just because like everybody, I'll teach one class, one night class a week. Yeah. Yeah. And um, maybe like a weekend or I'll sub for people just so I can see more people. But I have a pretty cool schedule. Like I'm going to play golf today at noon. So. Well, there you go. Where, where you, <laughs> what course are you playing at down there? Um, It's the call of the Dunes Club. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've been yeah. there for a while. That's an older course, right? Been there for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, it uh, is. Myrtle Beach Classic. Yeah. Where yeah. I play that, what I play there? TPC Myrtle Beach. Yeah, it's a great one. Then like John Daly had a court wicked stick or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Stick, one of those. And, uh, <laughs> this is going way back. Yeah, it's going way back. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, a lot of if you're a golfer, obviously a good place to do that, you know. There's a lot and there's a lot of cool courses too in North Carolina, just right over the Yeah, I right think we have border. 75 courses or something. It's crazy. Like yeah, it's crazy. Pretty so, much. I mean, I'm just kind of getting into golf, but um just like the time is yeah. great. Like but I mean, there's still a lot of headache, but still, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? That's Always. Nother, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a whole nother podcast for sure. We could talk about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Molly, I think it's a great place to wrap up this episode. Awesome right. having you on. Appreciate your time. And uh, we learned about, you know, why you started this thing and where you are now, where we're going. Where can the listeners check you out? Website, social media, all that uh, good stuff. Um, we're finished strong training. Um, actually, we're finished strong training on Instagram, finishstrongbootcamp.com which is the OG name. Um, we've yeah. switched to training over the past yeah. six years. Yeah. 
but I never changed my website. It's finishstrongbootcamp.com. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. And I, I think, yeah, such a cool name, Finish Strong. Like, you know, last set, best set type of thing. Yes, which I like. exactly. What is that? Training for Warriors, the last set, best set. They yes. Always, like their tagline. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. So, uh, hey, Molly, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. And we wish you the best and continued success. Thank you so much. Got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe. Be notified for our future episodes. And until next time, Jim Lords, we are out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Kiana and Curtis from Miller Fitness, Maine, out of Madison, Maine. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? We're good. Good. Thank you for having us. We're excited for this opportunity. So, I'm excited to have you guys here um, and to learn more about what you guys have going on at your fitness business. But really, before we dive into any of that, tell me a little bit, you know, why did you guys decide to open up this gym? Um, so really, we started about six years ago um, when the online training was kind of just getting in. Uh, I think we were one of the first ones really in Maine to offer online training. We ended up going out to the Arnold one year and like fell in love with everything and um, kind of just started our own little side business um, for online training. That really blew up in a year. Really the next question we just kept getting over and over is, hey, where can I train with you guys? When are you guys gonna open a gym? We were working out in a local Madison High School gym forever and people were starting to show up to lift and stuff like that. So um, we decided like, hey, uh, maybe we could open a gym. So. We started diving into that, looking into that. I got done my job, well, my full-time job, I quit. Um, and then I had another part-time job and I started this and she was full-time at the bank. Um, and we just, we had no idea how it was going to go. Took all the risk. Within the first day or two, um, I told her to put in her notice. There was no way I could do it by myself. And here we are five years later. So taking risks. That's, that's amazing. Like you just told her like, Hey, put in your notice at the, at the bank, we're going to make this work. And obviously you guys did because here we are six years later, five years later, and you have multiple locations. So you're doing something right. Um, for our listener, what I want you guys to do now is give us your elevator pitch, I guess, tell us who you are, what you have to, to provide for your members at your locations that way kind of moving forward, in this conversation, our listener has a better understanding of who you guys are. Yeah, so we really like to personalize in 
well, personal training and making the programs individualized for our clients. We have an amazing group of personal trainers and they all kind of have their own specialties. Um, so when people do come to us, our personal trainer manager will have that consultation and he fits it fits them with a personal trainer who suits them best. Um, and we really take pride in this because I think a lot of times the fitness industry can get flooded and uh, there's just a lot of people offering a ton of information. And really in your fitness journey, it needs to be individualized. So we take pride in that. Um, also, we're most more of like strength training, I guess. Um, so a lot of people around this area kind of, they just really like the strength training part of it. Um, and that's what we focus on. Um, and we, yeah, we think it's probably a number one priority in your fitness and health is the strength part. So. Yep. And then from like, uh, <clears throat> from a little more of the business standpoint, we are 24 seven. Um, we offer access to all four locations, which is huge for people. Um, we're a very clean gym. Our staff does an awesome job keeping up on the gym. We don't hire janitors. We actually do it ourselves. Uh, so there's no issues. The cleanliness is always a 10. Um, and all of our staff, so all of our desk workers are actually certified personal trainers. So we don't hire anyone that isn't at least a trainer. Um, so that helps a lot as far as with programs, personal training, people coming up and asking a question. All of our desk staff is actually knowledgeable, which to my knowledge is one of the, you know, not many gyms do that, especially with front desk staff. So we do pay them a little bit more than a normal um, desk worker would make. And then really we've just built our brand over the last five or six years. We're very big on social media, um, just kind of building out that brand. We require our staff to be on social media and be good at social media. Cause that's really how we all started as an online training business. Um, so we've really stuck to our roots and done that. So that has helped tremendously just building our brand as far as word of mouth advertising and what we actually are as a gym. Great. So it's an open kind of model gym. People come in and kind of do their own thing. They have the option of personal training if that's what they're looking for. Um, so, you know, if a new client were to walk in the door of one of your facilities, um, you know, walk me through that process. Um, if they're interested in, you know, your services, do you guys do a consultation or what, what does that process look like? Yeah. So like Curtis just said, all of our desk workers are personal trainers. Um, we have them fill out a questionnaire form. Um, this questionnaire forms get sent to our personal trainer manager. He looks it over and yes, he then does offer a free consultation call or they can come in and meet with him personally, but it is free. He usually meets with them for an hour and really digs in deep to what they need, what they're wanting. Um, maybe their strengths, their weaknesses, their goals, what they're looking to get out of this. Um, and then he also touches a lot on like um, the mental side of it, what they will need like mentally for this and the type of support they need if they need a lot or if they need a little um from there he then distributes them to the personal trainer that he thinks would fit them best um male female whether it's powerlifting or more cardio based if they have more injuries like we do have a, a physical therapist on our team as well um so she helps also create some of those programs who need it who need the um injury prevention a little bit more um, and then from there, they get in contact with the personal trainer, uh, they set up their own schedule and they kind of move on from there. Awesome. That's great. I love the idea of the intake kind of form that you yeah. have and then followed up by the free consultation with the training manager. Um, I think that people need that because mm -hmm. they could walk into the facility on their own and, 
have a very specific goal, but never actually express that to anybody, get frustrated that they're not reaching said goal. And then that's when we run into retention problems because yeah. our members like aren't seeing their goals and then they like leave. So if we're doing this with everybody that comes in, um, definitely very good for, for business. Um, but I kind of want to take a, take a little bit of a turn in terms of members at your facilities, like how big are these facilities? How many members are you guys housing in them? Um, I know you have four, so you can kind of just give us a general idea, I guess. Yeah, we got, I would say at least a couple, we've probably signed up seven or eight thousand in five years so we have at least a couple of thousand active uh maybe more now with augusta um our first so our first location um in skowhegan is it's a smaller like six thousand square feet i guess it's not that small um it's not a little personal like studio type area it's 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 a gym it has everything all the freeways all the cables all the cardio all that type of stuff. Um, Fairfield's about the same, a little bit more modern, newer stuff. We kind of bought out uh, Anytime Fitness there. So we were able to keep a lot of the same equipment and stuff like that, just add kind of our touch to it. And then Newport is a little bit, the gym area is a little bit smaller. We actually, it's a cool, it's an armory. So we actually um, have an armory and there's a full court basketball court in it, which is really cool. That's kind of why we moved over to this. And then Augusta is our big flagship it's our biggest so far um it has everything it's huge it's like triple the size of any other one uh so that was really our first really big one yeah so pretty big spaces and you know with a thousand two thousand ish members total within all four is that a place where you guys are like comfortable or are you looking to really hit the gas and get more members in the facilities um, we're pretty much maxed out everywhere, but Augusta, to be honest, I mean, two, yeah, 2000 active members in central Maine's a lot of members. Um, and we have very active members. I know a lot of gyms have active members that aren't very active. Um, but our gyms are full all the time. Uh, especially like the busy hours, there's not much room to move except for Augusta cause it's so big. Uh, but that's, that's really where we're pushing right now. And we're focusing on, cause obviously that's our biggest demographic is the most expensive. It's the biggest building we've ever had. So we're really pushing to get those member ne memberships to where we need them to be, which we're on pace to easily be. But as far as like growth in the other facilities, I'm constantly trying to grow them, but I mean, it, it's at a point where it's like you're at max capacity all the time. Um, so might have to look at like expanding into bigger buildings and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, Augusta, this is the newest, the biggest gym in that area. What are you guys actively doing to, to you know, aid the growth process in terms of finding new clients? So this that's a funny question because um, we don't really, I could probably count the amount of dollars easily that we've spent on marketing and advertising because we just don't. And that's why we've we've really built our brand. Um, we put out like, we do all our social media pages. We do everything by ourselves. Um, and then our trainers and our staff obviously push it too. Uh, but just building our brand for the last six years, um, people know when we're coming, like we post that we're coming and we share it all over social media and we'll reach, you know, easily 20, 50,000, hundred thousand people just off of our posts from what we've built. So I don't really spend a ton of money on advertising and marketing. I'd rather dump it back into the gyms, update, upgrade equipment, all that type of thing. Um, so we're really like, if, if we get emails of opportunities, other businesses reaching out to us or whatever, like I definitely work with them, but I don't push it too hard because honestly, like at this point, we're usually being reached out to by other people, which is cool. 
Yeah. I think one thing to add to his, sorry, um, word of mouth has been huge for us too. And I think just the, like you said, the brand that we have built, we hire very like specific people and you, like you have to be a good person to work for us. Uh, and so I think it really matters on when these new members come in, what their first encounter is like, um, the face-to-face -face contact, actually caring about their goals and their needs. And we've seen huge success and people just sharing who Miller Fitness is, what they're about. Mm -hmm. And like, you guys need to switch because these guys are set apart. Yeah. So I think just the brand that we have built and the people that we have hired, like they pretty much do have marketing for us, right. just and, word of mouth. And our member, our members do exactly that. Like yeah. we have, we have the best members because we offer the best facilities, the cleanest facilities, the best staff. Um, and like she said, we handpick, we hand select our people that work for us. Like we don't put it out online. We have applications coming in all the time of people that want to work for us. And we pick very specific people. Like I said, they got to be a trainer. Um, they got to have the values, the morals, the, the same vision that we have for our company. And that's really why we exceed. Like when these people come in um, to sign up, like we're so personable. It's not like a, like a corporate sell, sell, sell. It's very personable. Um, and we have a mission to help even these average people fit in, you know, health and fitness to their lifestyle. So like we don't sell, sell, sell. We're trying to, you know, cure obesity and kind of kind of help people um, with their niches. Like that we just started a powerlifting team. So we have a lot going on that we really focus on like trying to get trying to get gyms back to what they were. Like there's not many just good gyms that are clean and offer strength training anymore. Um, so that's kind of like another thing, like we're very passionate with our staff and who we pick. Yeah, of course. And obviously that's paid off for you guys because you've been able to grow pretty much through word of mouth and, you know, yeah. organic social media presence. And so, you know, in this industry, we love word of mouth because it's free. All we have to do is just have an amazing, clean gym, you know, great services and be kind to our members. And we're going to have word of mouth. Right. And for you guys, that has been, you know, essential. Um, and, you know, you've also had a good social media presence from your time training online. Obviously, that's probably grown as you've opened up gyms. You have trainers who have great social media presence. And that, those are all good things. My question to you would be, you know, how do you guys, um, I guess, project how many, like when you're going to hit certain numbers with word of mouth and with social media, if it's like not a guaranteed kind of growth? Right. Um, so we, I, I've just kind of projected it based on like Scout Hegan, we had no idea. Obviously that was the first one where we we're just like, this is a blind shot. We don't have a clue. Um, and then like, as, as we started opening other ones and just seeing the response we were getting um, to be honest, like, I mean, we, we just put, we put our trust, we put our faith in God and we just, we, we feel like we're on the path we're supposed to be on. This is what we're here to do. This is our gift. This is our passion. Um, so I don't get so caught up on the numbers because of just the success that he's given us and the work that we put in. We are, I mean, I, I'm the hardest worker I know. Um, and I know quite a few people. So I put, I, I really invest back into ourselves and we invest, you know, back into the company. I don't do a lot of other stuff and we just, we just kind of, you know, bank on that, like, hey, I'm going to make this work. There's no way that we're going to let this fail. Um, we've come this far and it's not going to fail now. Um, so like projection, like, yes, I sit down, I do my projections. I know, I know my numbers. I know my, my member numbers. I know what I got to get to. Um, right now I'm like, okay, we're signing up 10 to 15 every single day. So in two weeks, we're already going to be where we need to be at. So I'm doing all that stuff, but I also have a lot of faith and trust in what we've built our members, um, and her. So do you have anything yeah. to say? 
That's yeah. It sounds, it sounds like you guys have, you know, that piece figured out and pretty typically like people can't grow to the point that they want with just word of mouth and social media. But for you guys, it sounds like so far that's been good. It'll be interesting to see like, as you continue to open up locations kind of all around the state and maybe like beyond, if that's something that like will need to change a little bit right. um, because obviously like you can't be in Newport and then be in New Hampshire like an hour later if you end up opening up right. a gym there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's, um, that's one thing we've definitely been taking into account um, as we're, cause like now we're starting to move south, Southern. So it's like every gym's been another 30 miles or whatever. So this one was a big one for us. Cause we're like, what can we get, you know, with just our brand and what we've been doing all along. Um, and so far so good. So I, I completely understand that point too. Like, I know it's going to have to change eventually, but now it's just going to be changing. Like, okay, how do I take our mission, our values, everything, and put that into advertising, which I've worked on and I can do, and I know we can do, we just haven't had to yet. So I think it's like cool because right now your gyms are located, like you said, 30 ish miles from each other. So like people who like might work in Augusta might live in Fairfield, they might work in (laughs) Newport. So like all of these communities are so close that it's like great for word of mouth. You have four locations that people can hop around to. And then if they have friends that live in Augusta, they can go to your Augusta location. It's just like awesome. Um, And we also have like, we have the 10, the 10 gyms in 10 years can all be done in Maine. Like we already have. So, I mean, I think like for that huge goal, like I think it can be done how we're doing it personally. Um, But like you said, if we want to either franchise or start going out of state, New England, whatever, then obviously then things are going to change for sure. Yeah. It's another learning process. Yeah. Learning process. And like in this industry, it's always evolving too. So like Mm -hmm. right now, you know, for gyms might not work in a few years. So definitely. um, just staying on top of it and constantly like wanting to learn and wanting to grow. Um, mm-hmm. so um, but kind of moving on from that, you know, you said you're signing up 10 to 15 members a day, which is incredible. Um, so, you know, real growth wise, are you guys losing members? Like how's the retention at the facility? Like, uh, you know, I guess if you could kind of generalize it between all four of your locations. Um, we have a really good retention rate. Um, th- like now, obviously, with summer, um, Maine's very beautiful and nice in the summer, and that's about it. <laughs> um, but no, we do we do have um, some people freeze, but they always come back. Um, we have some people. I mean, up here, really, the biggest thing is um, staying committed and you know having the time. I guess that would probably be the biggest biggest reason we lose people is oh, I don't have the time as any other gym. But as far as retention, most people that sign up at Miller Fitness don't go to another gym after. So far, that's what I've found in about five years. Um, we offer everything we can offer. Mm-hmm. Our customer service is awesome. I make sure the equipment always works. Um, we upgrade equipment if we can. Um, but retention-wise, yeah, like usually once they're signed up, they've been good, um, which is awesome. Like I don't really have many complaints about memberships here. No. no. Okay. When we can provide, you know, awesome value to our members, typically our retention rate is going to be pretty good. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's ebbs and flows with that due to seasonality. Um, you know, in yeah. Florida, like we lose people like in the winter because it's like so nice that people want to like go to the theme parks and spend time outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, up here, like people want to get outside in the summer. So it's, it's, it makes sense. Um, you know, 
it seems like you guys are doing really, really well. But with that being said, all gym owners have like that one thing, right? Um, it might be a bottleneck. It might be a challenge. One thing that's kind of tricky for them that they're working on, you know, overcoming. So for you guys, what would be, you know, what's your one thing, I guess, if I had to kind of put it in that terms? Um, I guess I would say it would be like, for us personally, it has been the delegation part. Um, I've never even managed anything in my entire life. So we jumped into this thing, all of a sudden we're owners, we're managers, and now we're up to 14 staff members, um, four other managers. We've never done any of this. So really for us, it's been like, I, I don't know if it's hindered growth, but it's hindered like our growth of like learning for managers and staff and stuff like that. Um, cause we're learning it as we go. So that's really been our biggest thing as far as trying to teach managers how to be managers when we've never been managers. Um, it's, it's been interesting and just delegating, you know, this was our baby for two years. It was just me and her really. And then all of a sudden you start hiring people, you hire five people at a time, then you're hiring managers at a time. And it's like, okay, I got to let this go. I got to let this go so I can focus on growing more gyms or doing this better. Um, that's really like, I guess, I don't know. I would, no, I would say the same thing. It's been really hard to be a boss, I guess, and to step into that role. Cause like we've said, we have a brand and we want to keep our values and, um, our morals like the same. So when we hire, we have to hold these people to a standard if we want our business to continue to grow the way that we want it to. And we're allowed to hold that standard because we're the bosses. So it's, it's been really hard, I think, like to, oh, you almost have to coach these people and you're all, they're almost like your children. Like <laughs> you kind of have to discipline them sometimes and bring them up. Um, and you have to learn each one of their personalities because we're all different. And I think that has been, so hard and sometimes it's very hard to like get them to grasp like how important this is to us too Mm -hmm. um and for them to kind of carry on that same like passion because it's not theirs like it's ours and this is their job um and so i think the employee part has definitely been the biggest learning curve for us and sometimes the most frustrating because it is our baby is what we care about the most. And to kind of instill that in others who don't have that same passion because it's not theirs, it's hard. Yeah. And it's been, we've tried to be the best possible bosses. Like we want this, there's not many people have careers in health and fitness in central Maine. I'm sure, as you know, it's very difficult. Um, that's been one of our biggest things is like, I want to give every person I hire a career in health and fitness. So it's really been like, we try to be just, like no other boss. Like, I mean, we're popping in, we're always around. We're in all the facilities. Our members see our faces. Um, we'll work the desk if we have to, like, we'll do all these things. Um, so it's really just trying to learn how to be the best and be the best at the same time when neither of us have ever done this. So, um, I think that's probably been our biggest challenge. And I know it's not probably in the gym challenge. Maybe you were thinking of, but like personally, that's been the challenge. I mean, I think a lot of people struggle with this and I I think like your mindset, especially like Kiana, you were talking about like you you pretty much, they're like your children, you have to raise them. But like, if you think about it, 
Um, if you think about it, if you were the employee, like you would want your boss to provide you with opportunities to grow. You would want them to pour like time into you, developing you. So it sounds like you guys are doing the best that you can there. Um, but I know that it's like, it's weird, especially in this industry, like managing people because, um, Mm like we've never had that experience before um so (laughs) managing people in the health and fitness industry is kind of its own animal a little bit different well and Chris and I never imagined us like we got into it just because we like you said in the beginning it was just we love to lift and we wanted a place to love to personal train we love to personal train (laughs) and I never would have imagined that oh I have to manage 15 people now and like how do I do that (laughs) so yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely an interesting journey to say the least. Um, but kind of want to ask, wrap this up by asking a little bit of a loaded question. If I were to hand you guys a magic wand and you were to reach all of your goals today, um, what would that picture look like for you guys? Oh boy. <laughs> um, I would probably be the next Planet Fitness, but nothing like Planet Fitness. <laughs> we would be like, yeah, I I'd probably would be like, okay, we're going to go all over the nation. We're going to help cure obesity. We're going to hold all of our values. We're going to hold our same mission statement. Every gym is going to be run just like the four that we have right now. Um, I think I would probably do that because like I've, I've just always been, I, I've never put any limits on myself. And this is just me in self-development and learning um, about myself over the last five years. And it's just like, I, I know I listen to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of books and it's just like, you, you get to this point in your brain. It's like, well, this, this guy, like the Planet fitness, the guy that owns Planet fitness, it's like, he did this. And how is he any different from what I am? Um, And you just have to have that mindset. Like you can really do anything. Like nothing is really impossible if you put your mind to it. And so many people never get that in their life. Um, But if you actually stop and like, think about it, work on it, um, and really push yourself to do it. I think anyone can do anything. I really believe that because I'm just a normal guy and we're doing this. So, um, I mean, I work really hard, but like, if I, I mean, if I can do it, you guys can do it too. So I think that's probably what I would say, keeping it how it is like the close knit, um, what our strengths and just putting that all over the nation, to be honest, but mm-hmm. I don't know about you. No, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. If you like Walt Disney once said, if you can dream it, you can do it. Um, and so that sounds like that's your mindset and I'm excited to see it happen for you guys. Um, what's the Instagram page for the gym? Where can we go to find you guys? Um, our Instagram is Miller fitness main, um, for the actual gym business page. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here today and to give for giving us your insight on the industry. For our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in as well. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.